0: my is I be Jesus. And
1: I want to ask each member of our God's minority group to come and to stand on the level right in front of the Bible and face the congregation Will you do that just now brother Bob would you come please to the pulpit It's my privilege now to present to our congregation Commissioner Pat Rose. Pat, would you come, please? Commissioner Pat Rose, is the Vice Mayor of our city, uh, an extremely active and dedicated Christian, a uh, deacon, member of Central Baptist Church, who loves the Lord and doesn't hesitate to take a stand for things that are right in every public way. Pat, we're delighted to have you here tonight, and I'm... No, that you have a presentation that you want to make to our group of young people as they'll be going to witness for our Lord in Tolan, Connecticut, leaving in the morning. Thank you, sir.
2: <coughs> Ladies and gentlemen, oftentimes we have opportunities to make a presentation to different ones as ambassadors of goodwill for the city, for the area. But I want to share with you that this one this evening is very, very special. Ordinarily, we do ask people to be ambassadors of goodwill, representing the city and the area, to be proud of it and to do well. Tonight, however, I'm proud to say that I know that they're going first to represent God and then to represent all others as a secondary purpose, but to represent God first, everyone else, has been done proud, so to speak. And I'm very happy for them, for the work that you, Bob Keane have done with them, as the hours that you've put in working with God's Minority. The title alone of the group is interesting to me, God's Minority. But no matter what the number might be and what their activities may be, it's different, perhaps, from the typical youth of this day But as I was told, with God a partner, there is no minority. And this I believe, and I'm proud of them for you. The city of Chattanooga is very proud of Christian young people who are willing to sacrifice their time to do the things that they know God would have them do, to let God lead their life. So I'm tremendously pleased and privileged very proud to present to Bob Kane on behalf of each member of this group and on behalf of all of you who sponsored them an Ambassador of Goodwill certificate. And while it goes on to describe the responsibilities in furthering the fame of Chattanooga and all of the natural beauty that God has bestowed on our fair city and our total area, which indeed he has, I again emphasize that they're going in God's will to promote the Lord's work. And nothing is more important. So Bob, on behalf of Mayor Walker and the City Commission and all of these people and all others in the city of Chattanooga and our entire area, let me wish you Godspeed and thank you for giving me this privilege and opportunity to present this ambassador goodwill to you. Best to you, sir. Thank you so much.
3: Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. We're just proud as we can to represent Brainerd Baptist Church and our Lord up there. And we know you'll be thinking about it and praying about us very, very much. And of course, uh, anytime we mention a group like this, we have to mention uh, those adults who've taken on tremendous responsibility, Brother Norman, who have worked uh, just at least an hour and a half in this, isn't it, right? <laughs> Norman, at least maybe two hours, no. He has spent this tremendous amounts of time, Brother Harry. And then, of course, the three wives who uh, have put up with us while we've been gone some of the time. And Jackie Stoffel, who will be working. These seven people will be going on. And, of course, to our young people who have come Sunday after Sunday and worked very, very hard on this. And we're just real proud of them. And so we want you all to really be thinking about us. And we hope that we can represent you well. And we're sure and confident we can represent the Lord well. Thank you.
1: Amen. Thank you. All right. We'll just be seated. Ooh. Um.
4: Tonight, we are happy to welcome to our church Mrs. Norman Chase, better known to me, as because we've been friends for many years, Eva May. She is the wife of the Minister of Music of the Central Baptist Church, and also serves on the faculty of Brainerd Junior High School. Dr. Henry, I'm sure you know of this position she fills there. Through these years, I've known Norman and Eva May and appreciated the leadership and ability this couple have as they've been serving our Lord through various churches in our Southern Baptist Convention. So tonight when we realized we had this reverse (coughs) schedule, we could have them be here, they could be back at their service at 7.30. I'm sorry Norman could not be here, but Norman has developed a little health condition in the last few weeks. He's doing his regular schedule, but he felt he needs to not take on any extra because his church works enough. Evan may come. Present your first number and song. If you have a word of testimony, feel free to give this to us. We're happy that you're here to be part of our service
0: today.
5: I was saved when I was only 12 years old out of a family of three children. My mother and father didn't know the Lord. I never saw the Bible read in my home. I never heard anybody pray. I know that the Lord has performed a miracle of salvation. I know that through the years he's performed miracles of divine healing, of giving of substance, of answers to prayer. But there's nothing like the miracle that he performed in the life of my mother and father when at the age of 52 and 62, they came to know the Lord. I do believe in miracles.
0: shows the heart
4: Number 200, grace greater than our sin. Number 200. number 310, since Jesus came into my heart, 310.
5: I enjoy singing direct scripture towards the word that penetrates the heart. And Alfred Wooler has set to music the 13th Psalm. I invite you to turn in your Bibles as I sing it, if you wish. It's the prayer of David, one of the prayers that's written in the Psalms. And it could be the prayer of each one of us, for he starts out by asking petition of the Lord. And then he begs him to give him strength and courage And at the end, he praises him for what he has given to us, to him. And I think that's a pattern of much of the prayer life that we have as Christians. And I trust it would be a blessing to you.
6: We're indeed grateful for this special guest and how she blesses us tonight with her beautiful voice and singing praises unto the Lord. Many of you are visitors with us, and we're so grateful to have you present with us. Our men here at the front have some visitors' cards, and they're going to come up the aisle with them. And as they come, I'm going to ask all the members to stand and leave our guests to be honored guests and seated. All right, all Brainerd Baptist members stand. Now look in there where there's nobody standing. There's where our visitors are. And we want you to have a card. On the card, just fill out the information. Drop it in the offering plate just a little later in the service. We'll have a record of your visit that we might remember you in prayer and share with you a word of appreciation for your being with us. Always a blessing. Now look around you. Who do you see that you haven't seen in a week? Good. Shake hands with everybody around you. Would you do that right now? Sunday school members, (coughs) church training members, visitors. Protagonist, antagonist. (laughs) Good. Everybody got their hands shook? Well, if you didn't, you're going to get shook downstairs. And we have our fellowship. You may be seated. We were asked to uh, share with you this uh, announcement at the close of this service up here. We're asking everyone to go downstairs, through the stairs at the rear of the sanctuary here, and uh, find a seat down there. There's a program at the beginning, and uh, you're asked to get a seat before we look at those beautiful cakes that the men have baked. Now, Brother Ralph brought one. He told me, and I had to go look, and uh, the one you see that he didn't have enough alpha seltzers to jack up one end of it, that's his. (laughs) I have enough alpha seltzers for mine, For mine's 11. I, I trust all, how many men brought a cake tonight? Gracious sakes, boy, I tell you some of you men want to buy some donuts if you're going to eat tonight. All right, let's get, how many brought ice cream? Yeah, that's the main thing. <laughs> All right, good. We're going to have a good fellowship together. Now. Prepare to leave in the morning at six o'clock. It's a pretty early hour, but we have a lot of distance to cover tomorrow. Be praying for the safety of the group and for God's spirit to fill us that we might be able to minister as he would have us to. We've said many times, most of you, your contact with the group is more in a musical vein. Tonight, you'll see a little more variation in puppet shows if you missed it Wednesday night. And then we're going to have uh, one monologue, dramatic reading downstairs. But in the main, the group is going to be directing Bible studies with children. And uh, we have some 10 Bible clubs already uh, ready for us to come right in and begin with them. We'll be meeting with them uh, every morning. We trust that you'll be praying for us because as we know you're praying for us, then we know that we can be successful. And as Brother Rose said, uh, we may be God's minority, but with him on our side, we will win. Thank
4: you. Our hymn of offering tonight is number 96. And as we stand and sing, our brethren will prepare to receive our evening tithes and offerings. Number 96 at Calvary, let's start. us an offertory prayer please.
5: I know that you know, but that song was a good beginning for this number. I heard Mr. Peterson tell how he wrote that song. He was in a testimony meeting, and they asked for people to give their testimonies, and one elderly man got up, and he said, All I can say is I felt like heaven came down, and glory filled my soul. And when he went home that night, he said he got up in the night and wrote that song. He couldn't think of any other way to describe it. That was the joy of that person. And I think of his testimony every time I hear it. And I'd like to leave as a personal testimony a last song with you tonight. When I went away to college, I prepared for a speech and an English major. I thought, surely that's what I was going to do. But through training, the Lord declared a voice for me. And I decided I'd always give it back to him. And I took as my voice, as my verse for my life, I can hardly say it. Psalm 104, verse 33, I will sing unto the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have my being. He's allowed me for many years to sing his testimony, my testimony, many states of the United States, Mexico, and Canada as I traveled for several years. And as long as he gives me the strength, I'm going to keep telling the same old story for I have been born again.
1: you so much. What a blessing you've been to us all. I want to ask now again that our God's minorities come. I want to ask you just to sort of divide up and sit down on the steps right on this side and this side and sit looking up at me. Will you do that? Our God's minorities. Just have a seat. What I have to say in these next few minutes, I want to say them specifically to this wonderful group of Christian young people who will go forth representing Jesus and us. As Norman has already told us, they sing, but they're not going primarily as a singing group. They're not just a youth choir on a tour to sing, but rather as real witnesses for Jesus to conduct Bible classes. They'll be camping. And as they camp each night on the way to Connecticut they'll be witnessing to the boys and girls at the campsites. And as they're camping out through the time they're in Connecticut, they'll be witnessing there as well as in the church field. As I shared with the deacons this afternoon, as they go, they're going into one of our pioneer areas. The question is a logical question. Why in the world are our young people going to Toland, Connecticut, of all places? How was that spot chosen? There are hundreds of churches in our Southern Baptist Convention with wonderful groups of young people who want to serve the Lord in a great way. Sensing that need in an effort to coordinate this effort, the whole mission board of our convention with its headquarters in Atlanta through the Pioneer Missions Division seeks to determine those areas in our pioneer fields where our work is very, very small, almost non-existent. And there the youth groups go and spend the time in Bible classes, in singing, in personal witnessing and in work in order to strengthen the churches of our pioneer area. So it's upon assignment then of our whole mission board that these wonderful young people, they elected the name themselves as they looked over a number of them, God's, minority. Now, it's my understanding, Norman, as you made the contact up there a good long while ago, that the small church to where you're going to be witnessing and serving, and where you'll be there in Sunday school with them next Sunday, that in all likelihood you will double their attendance. Is that about it? Right. I think I'm right that there are five families that comprise, seven families. I don't want to shortchange them any. Seven families that make up the church there in Tolan, Connecticut. And so our young people are going to go and they're going to be witnessing for Jesus and and working and they're going to be a real blessing, you see, to that church and leave an impact there where the work will grow. Be an honor to the Lord Jesus. I would hope and pray that many of you will be here in the morning at 6 o'clock, as we have prayer and send God's minorities off, praying God's blessings on them in a safe journey. I don't know of anything to be a better send-off than for a whole bunch of us to be here in the morning at 6, right here at the church in the Albemarle parking lot as they head off. Now, young men and young women, God's minorities, as you go out to speak for Jesus, To teach the Bible, to entertain with the puppets and to tell those boys and girls the Bible stories through the means of the puppets and to sing and to witness, I want you to go out in the spirit of a real minority in the Bible, and that was Gideon. Gideon was indeed God's minority. You know his story. It's found in the book of Judges. Gideon appeared on the scene when, when Israel was at low ebb, Idol worship, all of the things that were involved. And God needed not the mob, but the handful. That would really count for him. That would be willing to pay the price. And so God in a very special way put his hand upon this man called Gideon. So as you go out from us, I want you to go out remembering the spirit that Gideon had and some of the circumstances that molded Gideon's life. He was a man that was humble in the calling that was his. You remember when God revealed that Sarah, almost 100 years old, was going to have a child, she laughed in God's face. That was her response. Moses, when he was told of the work that God had for him, was literally shocked in the enormity of the task and the experience it was his at the burning bush. Paul was amazed at the magnitude of the work that the resurrected Lord Jesus, the living Lord, had given him to do. Gideon was humble before God, and as we take a look at his life, we discover, you see, that it does not take an individual that is highly placed in the social ladder in order to be an effective servant for Jesus. All it takes is a willing to be, willingness to be humble, to give your life to him. And in that humbleness of your spirit, he will breathe into you a power that you never dreamed would be possible for your Christian witness and for your lives. Now, he was an humble individual. So I want you to go in that same way. You have a lot to be proud of. You have a great many things you can boast of. And we're proud of you and we boast about you. But the keynote virtue that I want you to go with is that of humility. For in essence, that means we depend on God. And you depend on God for whatever's going to be accomplished through your life. Now, Gideon was a man who was very bold for God. In the sixth chapter of Judges, verses 25 through 27, And it came to pass the same night that the Lord said to him, Take thy father's young bullock, even the second bullock, seven years old, throw down the altar of Baal that thy father hath, and cut down the grove that is by it. And in place of that altar, build an altar unto the Lord thy God upon the top of this rock in the ordered place. And you take the second bullock, and you offer a burnt sacrifice with the wood of the grove which thou hast cut down. Then Gideon took ten men of his servants, and did as the Lord God had said to him. And so it was, because he feared his father's household, and the men of the city, that he could not do it by day, that he did it by night. So here was an individual who was bold for God. You see, his father was a leader in pagan worship. So when Gideon really took a stand for God, it was not only launching out to say, well, I'll do what God wants me to do, and everybody's happy, and everybody supports me, and my father's for me, and praying for me. No, his father was the one who had set up the altar to Baal in the grove dedicated to Baal. And Gideon's task given him by God was to go to the hardest place. He was to go to the altar that his father had put up and cut down the sacred grove of trees and burn it. That was the insult on injury. And he was to do it to the honor of God. Here, God gave him his task and he was bold to do it. It takes a lot of grit It takes a lot of gumption, it takes a lot of get up, it takes a lot of going to be effective in the job you've accepted. That of being God's minority to take your stand, to take your place, to serve the Lord with the very best that's in you. So remember that you're to go with a boldness. When you speak, speak with confidence. When you teach, teach with clarity. When you sing, sing with a smile and with a gusto. When you work the puppets, make them funny. Boldness, see, in the Holy Spirit of God. And with that boldness, God then is going to give you victory. And a hundred years from now, if the Lord has not come back, you will be able to trace, if you're living at that time, good marks that you've put down at Tolan, Connecticut for the Lord Jesus. But you've got to be bold in order to do it. And so Gideon is your example. Here was a man who was obedient to God. Now, this is how he became the minority. There was the war to be won. There was a battle to be fought. And he had a great big bunch of folks to do it. But God said, you got too many. You got to weed them out. And you know the various steps and how it was weeded down to that handful to go out and to do the job. So we learn from this that he was obedient. Meaning what? Meaning that he had faith in God. But he knew that the handful with god was more powerful than the vast multitude without faith in god so faith's the victory for whatever you do in Tolem or in chattanooga on the way up on the way back in school next year faith's the victory like gideon be obedient to what he wants you to do and then in the eighth chapter here's what we have Which is one of the crowning glories. This is the last thing I want to share with you among a lot of things about Gideon's life that we could talk about. You see, this tells us that Gideon was not only bold and he had faith, but Gideon was perfectly willing to let God have all the glory for what was done. Now, listen, in the eighth chapter of Judges, verses 22 and 23. Then the men of Israel said unto Gideon, you see, he had brought the victory for them. He was the hero. So the men of Israel said to Gideon, rule over us, both thou and thy son and thy son's son also, for thou hast delivered us from the hand of Midian. And Gideon said unto them, no, I will not rule over you. Neither shall my son rule over you the Lord shall rule over you. So here's your example. He was a man honorable with his Lord. He was willing to let God get all the credit, God get all the glory. Now as you head off to tow, as you witness, as you teach, as you work with the puppets, as you sing, As with a burden on your heart for the salvation of souls if you're willing to let Jesus have all the glory for what you do there's just no telling what he'll let you do let Jesus have all the glory and you'll have the best time you've ever had in all your life will you bow your head close your eyes and in the silence of the moment you pray for these young people and for these adults who will be leading and guiding ask God in his mercy to circle them about with his protective care as they travel. Would you plead that the Holy Spirit right now tonight would begin his work of conviction for the Holy Spirit knows who's going to be camped tomorrow night and Tuesday and on and on. We don't know, but God knows. Pray that the Holy Spirit will bring conviction in their hearts so that boys and girls and men and women will be ready to receive the message that God's minorities will bring. And pray for the burden for souls that there'll be trophies of grace for Jesus, and that these wonderful young people will come home to us more like Jesus than we've ever known them to be. Our Father. We present to you these who in a special way will be serving you in these next days. Use their lives as instruments for the teaching of the gospel. Give them joy in being used And Lord, if it be your will for any of their lives, that it is your plan for them to be used in some special way in the kingdom, may this time of service so make your call clear that they will surrender. And now, Father, in this hour, in this place, by the work of your Holy Spirit may hearts be broken in the consciousness of sin the desire for forgiveness and may hearts open to welcome Jesus as Savior may Christians in this moment be found faithful in the stewardship of church membership for we ask it In Jesus' name. We're going to stand and sing hymn number 363. Young people, you stand and stay where you are here. The choir will stand and we stand together. If you'll come to accept Jesus as your Lord, your Master, your Savior, publicly to say that you're a follower of our Lord, then we welcome you to come. If you're a Christian, we invite you to come and place your church membership here in our church. We'd love to have you and we wait upon you as we stand and sing. All right.